The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. One of the ways I love to grow as a person is to learn. And positive discipline has been one of my favorite things to learn, but I haven't done a good job of explaining it here. So I've invited Julieta Skog of Be Sproutable to come talk about positive discipline with us, and maybe it will inspire your poolside reading this summer. If you're interested in learning more in a small group and want to get a class together, just reach out to either Julieta or me. Let's keep calm and mother on. Mothering is way too important to do alone and way too serious to be serious all the time. My name is Christy Thomas, and I am here shoulder to shoulder with you, mothering and enjoying life together. This is the podcast where you can focus on being mindful and taking a deep breath with me and learning new things so you can pause and savor the amazing life you already have. I am super excited today to welcome Julieta from Be Sproutable. Welcome, Julieta. Thank you, Christy. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be on your podcast. So I took a class with Julieta and Casey of the Joyful Courage podcast in the fall, um, learning how to teach positive discipline. And I haven't actually talked about what that means here. And I thought Julieta would be the right person to invite. So let's talk. First, how old are your kids? Because you're a mom in the trenches. I'm a, I'm a mom <laughs> in the trenches, definitely. And I am, um, I'm so happy to talk about positive discipline. I could do it all day. It's my favorite thing to talk about. I have three children. They're 14, 10, and 5. That's quite the spread of all sorts of growth going on in your house. All sorts of growth. Yeah, we have um, a 10 year old is almost 11. And so next year or this, you know, this fall, I'll have a high school kiddo in high school, a kiddo in middle school, and then a kiddo in elementary school. But um, for now, I'm really enjoying this this little sweet time. That yeah, I that was me last year where I had a, a ninth grader, an eighth grader and a third grader. <laughs> Hey, well, any tip, let me know any tip. <laughs> Get really good at calendar management. <laughs> there's a lot of school schedules to juggle. <laughs> Definitely. I know. I find there's a lot of those, all the emails too, because when you have three mm-hmm. different schools, we did have at one point we had my preschooler and then the elementary and middle school. So, and we've navigated actually my younger, my oldest two had, were in two different elementary schools yeah. that were fine for, it was a great path for each of them. Uh-huh. And so I have found, I'm sure you you find this too with your three, like they're all so different, you know, and they have, amazingly so. Yeah. So just kind of honoring each of their own unique pathways and yeah. yeah. So how did you find positive discipline? Let's start there at the basics of your story. Yeah. Great question. I, so I, um, went to graduate school. I did a, a pretty cool program, um, here in Seattle for graduate school. It was a, it was a dual school psychology and school counseling program. Oh, so it was two different degrees, a master's in school counseling and then an education specialty in school psychology, which is higher than a master's, not a PhD. But you do them at the same time. So it was just like a 
three year um, drinking from a fire hose. I think sounds like it. <laughs> and then you kind of get like shot out at the end. Um, and I just got kind of like a, at the end of a water slide yeah. you know, and landed in Seattle public schools. And that year, that last year of doing double internship, double um, portfolios, you know, practicum, mm-hmm. all these things, doubles of both Seattle schools was offering a positive discipline training for oh, all wow. the educators. And so I just slid right in and loved it was like, you know, and at that point I was, you know, just absorbing so Mm -hmm. much. I was um, loving the work with my students and it really gave me this framework because I didn't have any of my own children yet. I had been working with children since I was 12. I was, I mean, Frankly, since I was five, I was always <laughs> right. Like, yeah, loved littles. You know, whenever there were little kids, I was always around them. Um, but it really spoke to me and gave me this framework and language to be able to talk to other parents because, in my role as a psychologist and counselor, I realized it was not just work with students. I was doing mm-hmm. a lot of work with the grownups. You know, I was leading a ton of teams. Um, you know, doing a lot of evaluations for different yeah. students and then having to present the results of these twenty-page reports to. <laughs> the parents and have to explain a lot of big things. And I, you know, here I was 27, 28. And so positive discipline gave me this framework and this language where everything really clicked. And then I started, I loved it so much that I started asking the teachers if I could take over their classrooms for a half an hour a week and lead classroom meetings. And they were like, great. I'll, you know, yes, please go make a former classroom teacher. I would have said yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I found these, um, in a lot of these classrooms where there were very traditional methods of, um, behavior modification. So either like a reward system or just, you know, really punitive that the kids were really eager to have their voices be heard by me Mm -hmm. and really eager to solve problems by themselves. And so, um, so the more I played with it, then yeah. um, the more I really like understood how valuable the concept of mutual respect was with children. And I think that I always had a little part of that inside of me, like really wanting to be the voice for children or really understanding that they really are this vulnerable population that mm-hmm. can, can be very, um, you know, grownups can just be really harsh with them. And yeah. so <laughs> I found um, that I kind of found myself as this liaison, kind of this translator using positive discipline between I the grownups. I love that and, idea. Yeah. To kind of let the grownups know, like, this is actually what their behavior is communicating. This is actually what they're trying to say. And then for the kiddos, giving them these tools to really be empowered, you know, to really develop their own sense of capability. And so over time, um, when, when I decided we were, you know, ready to start our family, I did the training again. And, um, then I was, <laughs> at that point, I think I was actually pregnant with Josephine and, um, and so then of course, you know, you forget everything when you're pregnant. So then I yep. literally took it again. So that same <laughs> training that you did with me, I then did again when she was about one and I was now really ready to teach uh-huh. and I was still working in schools. And so long story, even longer, I, um, at that point was like, I'm ready to go. So I, at that point I was like working in schools and I, um, co-taught with my dear friend, Sean, who was a, an amazing already positive discipline trainer. We co-taught two parenting classes together. And then from then on, I took off. And Christy, I never looked back. Honestly, I've been teaching since then. So for the past 13 years, wow. I stopped counting after teaching like 57 week cycles in a row. I just would always do a fall, winter, spring. And I just frankly, like, I mean, I put up a 
sign and held, held some in a library yeah. at the school where I was at and others at um, community centers and just people were just flooding and I'd have wait lists. And so I started teaching um, the the seven week cycle, but then also creating these power workshops for kids with um, early years. Mm-hmm. And then my niche as a psychologist started getting younger and younger. So I ran preschool assessment team and the early elementary. Okay. You know, yeah. Those early um, years. Those early years. Exactly. And so really became, um, yeah, specialized with that group. And then I had been teaching for so long and working in schools. And then I had my second child by that point. And then it was kind of a lot. I felt like there was just, I'm sure you feel this way. You know, it's just a mom with kids. I was like, I don't, there's only one of me. Yep. I can only do so much. And so at that point I kind of had hit my ceiling. I was heavily involved with the Positive Discipline mm-hmm. Association. Also, I was presenting at their think tanks and doing a lot of different conferences and keynote speeches and those workshops, but also still working in school, <laughs> having my job at school. Oh my gosh. And then maxed out, you know, and I thought like, there's, what else can I do? And at that point, my neighbor, Alana, leaned over the fence and said, Hey, Julieta, I have this idea. Do you want to create a company? I have the name Sproutable and I want to create these videos for families to show, like just to have kind of their own trainings to show what this looks like. And I said, I'm in. You had me at hello. Let's make these videos. So I kind of brought that positive discipline curriculum and um, framework to create this company with Alana. So we That's then awesome. took yeah. So then we took all of the workshops and classes that I've been teaching for all this time and all my experience with students and created um, these online courses for toddlers and for preschoolers and then eventually for elementary ages and for nannies also mm-hmm. where we film real families, real kids yeah. using positive <laughs> discipline and what it looks like. And we created all these courses from that. And that was our, that's our company, Sproutable. That's really amazing. I didn't know the full history there. It's so yeah. neat to hear how it evolved and how. Well, and honestly, it's because I believe in it so much. I mean, I just right. truly watched these transformations over years and years. And then I had my third um, baby, Leona. Mm-hmm. And so when she was born, then I left under maternity leave and went full time with Sproutable at that point. Cause wow. I've been then doing all of it. And, yeah. <laughs> and, You've yeah. really maxed your ceiling there and you're like, <laughs> okay, right. let's just right. do this so that, online. Yes. And so then, yeah. So for the last five years, I've been full time with Sproutable, but about 10 years ago, or I guess, yeah, I guess if I was, it would have been 11 years ago, I did the advanced training for positive discipline. And that's where I met Casey. Yeah. Who was, your friend and now our partner. She's, I call her the tween, the tween she queen. Is. And yeah. um, so we did our advanced training together and that's what gave us the certification to be able to teach other parent educators or to teach yeah. people like you um, in the training to do, to be able to learn about positive discipline to then be able to teach others as well. Well, if someone's listening to this saying, wow, she is super passionate about this, but I don't even know what positive discipline would be. What's like the yeah. first definition of what positive okay. discipline yes. is? So a lot of people think that positive discipline is like, if you are just super nice, like <laughs> you got to just be, just be so it's positive. toxic positivity <laughs> parenting. Totally. Just come up with a great attitude, right? Just like really show up, you know, meditate in the morning, like, and just be really there. Then kids are just going to follow along like ducklings. And I've told Jane Nelson, who is the author of all the positive discipline books, I've said, it's a, it's a sort of a misleading name. (laughs) She 
she laughs. But really, discipline means to teach. It comes from the Latin, you know, disciplinary, which means to teach. And so positive discipline is part of this umbrella. I would say if you think of, of, you know, truly this bookshelf, there's conscious parenting, there's positive parenting, you know, this whole movement towards um, a parenting practice that is respectful of kids, mm-hmm. respectful of ourselves, you know, that's looking for a way that's not punitive, right? you know, and that's not um, authoritative, you know, authoritarian, sorry, authoritarian. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Oh, they're just like a bear not, Yeah. No physical discipline. Physical we discipline. see children as full children from the very beginning. Full That's humans. Right. Full humans, you know, and also not permissive or being a doormat and like, what's, the, what's that middle ground? And so that's what positive discipline is. It's, it's deeply rooted in Adlerian psychology, which I'll talk about. Um, but positive discipline is, was a series of books that was written by Jane Nelson, deeply rooted in Adlerian psychology that says that we believe that humans are driven by a need for significance, for belonging, that we all strive to matter, to contribute, to feel like we belong to others. And what's cool about positive discipline is that it's really aligns with the neuroscience. Now there's the research now that backs. Isn't it really neat? And it's so cool that we are so socially wired. We are, we thrive when we connect with others, you know, when our brain feels safe enough. And so we, um, yeah, so I would say like there's sort of five, you know, principles that are, effective discipline within that we talk about that we are connected and firm at the same time. So some people say kind and firm at the Mm -hmm. same time. I think sometimes kind can be um, misconstrued as well. Like I'll just got to be really nice to my kids. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm like, no, it is connected, right? We are deeply connected. We are present. We are in tune. We know we are tuned to them. We see them. The connection part is I see you. And the connection part for me also is understanding development. Like it's understanding brain development, understanding child development, understanding where, where a two-year-old is, you know. Yeah. The expectations can feel so skewed, right? Like we used to be judged on jello salads and now we're judged about how our kids behave, but people don't even know what a two-year-old looks like nowadays. I had a parent tell me yesterday that she was yelling at her two-year-old because he he kept um, spinning the toilet paper off of the the toilet roll, right? Well, of course he is, right? And (laughs) she's saying, "Stop! Don't do that!" And she goes, "See, he doesn't see. He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen." You know? And I'm like, "Right? Yeah, he's wired to explore. He's so curious. He's supposed to be a scientist. He's supposed to. She's like, he just pushes boundaries and tests test limits and." I'm like, that's exactly what they're supposed to do at that age, right? They're supposed yeah. to be like growing towards their own autonomy. So it's really understanding that part. It's like connecting to the land that they're in. And for me also, just to take a real yeah. detour connection, I feel like, you know, we wouldn't go to another country and just start screaming at somebody in English, you know, until they understood us. Like we would right. connect with them in their language. We might have our little phrase book and, you know, connect. And then, Mm -hmm. and then we might see like, Oh, do you speak a little bit of my language and like bring them over to our, you know, yeah. Yeah. We try to meet them knowing we're in the strange world. Uh huh. Exactly. And then guide them back to us, which is like, here's what I'm trying to find this particular train station, you know, and maybe we bring them back to English Mm -hmm. or phrases, right. We find that common ground and children are the same way. Like really like with their development, with their brain development, they are in a different land. 
This is such a good analogy. I went to Spain and I speak zero Spanish and it was all pointing and gestures, right? (laughs) You're connecting with them. You're using Uh nonverbal, you're smiling, you're like, you know, so it's this way with children too, where we want to connect with them and their land and their language and their world. And it's like that with our, with my 10 year old and with my 14 year old. Absolutely. Do you send memes to your 14 year old as much as I do? Actually, my 10-year-old is one with a hilarious sense of humor. He was like, we connect through that. But even, but same with my 14-year-old. Yeah, like like just a different way. Yeah. It's like that part, you know, I want to learn more about Taylor Swift because of her, right? I want to learn more about Oh, yeah. I learned a lot about 21 Pilots because of my (laughs) kids. So in this way, you know, similarly, like with our our littles, like you want to connect with them. And understand how they're seeing the world, right? What they're into. And then you guide them to theirs. So the neuroscience behind that is connecting to their right brain, leading them over to their left brain, right? Connecting to their emotions, leading them over to the logical side. So it's sort of this like, you know, the connection part is like a nuanced way of just communicating and like being attuned to another human being, Yeah, you know? Like, that's just like evolving. That's just like being in the world with other humans. So it's connection and firmness at the same time. I think people think that positive discipline is just the nice part, but there's the firmness part as well. And for me, it's the and that Mm -hmm. bridges, right? A little bit of connection and then a little bit of firmness and then a little bit of connection. It's connection and firmness at the same time. Mm -hmm. So safety, the predictability, the routines, the follow through, the saying what you were going to do, the consistency, you know, the predictability, these kinds of things that are, and then that, that fall under that firmness right. of positive discipline. And so for me as a family, and I love you and I have talked about this, like just being a military family, yeah. like you gotta have structure. There's gotta yeah. be like, what's the plan here? What are we supposed to be doing? You know, absolutely common routines that, and knowing routine. what to expect is so comforting. Yes. And having contributions and having that everyone and that starts to that aligns with that Adlerian psychology of significance and belonging that we all contribute. We all matter here, you know, and with that, there's a there's a sense of trust, confidence and that you're capable. You know, I'm not just I'm not it's not because I'm bossing you around. It's because you are so capable. And thank you. I was telling my five year old on um last night, we have this little spin the wheel. So one of the positive discipline tools that I love is a yeah. wheel of choice. So we've got a ton of little wheel of choices all around. <laughs> little menus, you know, just kind of bring We have a lot of popsicle sticks equivalent. Popsicle sticks, totally. <laughs> yeah, we had like straws in the bathroom. Uh-huh. So um, anyway, her her contribution was um, dishes. And so she was um, loading. I would rinse the plate and then she would was loading them. And I said, Leona, thank you so much for helping me with these dishes. Honest, and I really, with the, with the tone of voice, it's like, you know, authentically, like it, this really helps me. It really helps my back to not be bending over the whole time. Mm-hmm. And she just grew three inches. She was like, <laughs> anytime she was like, and in her, you know, she, at first she was a five. Now she's an eight year old. She was just like, Oh, anytime I'm, <clears throat> I'm happy to help you with the dishes anytime. <laughs> just that sense of like, you know, <clears throat> encouragement and empowerment. Yeah. So, Creating these, um, you know, systems that all falls under firmness, right? It's like, it doesn't have to be mean. There's no. the firmness, is the follow through, it's the systems, it's family meetings, it's having, you know, everyone's voice be heard mm-hmm. and, and having the, um, I think there's like some discipline in the sense of like my own, right. like my own commitment. It's a commitment that I have to my family right. that I 
this matters to me how they're how they're being seen so it's that extra effort for me to let everyone contribute and not just be controlling and do it all myself that's an important thing to recognize because when your kids are helping you it's not gonna go how you expect all the time it takes time to have a five-year-old load the dishes in yeah and it's and it's messy you know and there's also that father I mean I have a hundred examples every day so just yesterday like we come home from school and Leon is like wants to do this whole baking product she had found these four crystals you know I'm yeah crystals and so she wanted to do this whole baking project and um and I said well Grammy's here in the afternoon because I worked we had yeah I take a break to get them from school and then I go back to work and so um it was a unique day because um my mom was going to be watching them and so she was so frustrated you know I gotta do this baking project right away (laughs) and um and so but for us like the systems the firmness you know the connection and firmness what positive discipline looks like is saying you're super I get it you're it's really hard to be disappointed you want it right away right we have a whole feel better spot your lid is flipped you're you're upset when your brain is here we can come up with a prop with a solution. Let's take a break. And we have a little setup in her room yeah. that's coping, has some sensory stuff and she could go be so mad, you know, <laughs> and then, and then come out and say, Hey, it grows your brain when you're have to wait a couple of hours and you can absolutely, yes, you can do that baking project when I'm finished with work. Cause it's yeah. going to need supervision and Grammy can't supervise you for something like this, you know? So it's that kind of a discipline. Number one, to be like, meet her in that way of mm-hmm. saying like, this is where her development is. She, that, how cool is that? That she wants to create some absolutely. So like, I'm not going to shut that down. And mutual respect is a principle of positive discipline. It's like, it's also not okay for me or my mom to, in that moment for her to get what she wants all, you know, in that right, right then. So there's that part too of like that kind of dance in the moment of just being like, yes, and I trust that you can wait. So then later as I'm making dinner, it's also trusting here's where she's going to make this whole concoction out of the spice bar <laughs> and flour and a cup of water or whatever. And I was making dinner. So yep. the firm the yep. connection is how cool you want to make this awesome. And the firmness is you can do it outside. Even though it was 35 degrees, I was like, you got yeah. this bundle up. And I set up the little thing outside and go have it. And she was so excited about it and proud and yeah. made it. So yeah, it's the messiness of this. And that brings me to the, the kind of third and fourth principle, which is a positive discipline, which is really about teaching life skills, teaching social skills and understanding that the way that we always start our positive discipline classes or any workshop is I'm sure you've done this a hundred times. You start with that list of challenges that you have it with children behaviors that are so challenging, whether developmentally appropriate or not. And then imagining them when they're 25 and what are those life skills that you want them to have? What are those characteristics that you hope that they'll have? And really thinking about that, it's, that is our compass. And that are, those are the skills that then we get to use as our teaching point. You know, that is our objective Mm -hmm. in any lesson. Yeah. Yeah. That mindfulness there of knowing these challenges are going to point the way to grow these skills. If, if I can show up in a way exactly. so that this guides is, it that That's way. really a place that I, you know, when I have like what I love about having lots of time with groups is like really holding, holding that, that moment of saying like, okay, this is it. So these are the challenges 
These are the opportunities to teach these life skills. Positive discipline is that bridge that gets us from these challenges to these life skills. Okay. So now number one, letting go, there's always going to be challenges. So like, it's not about erasing all of them and having these children, but really embracing them to say, awesome. This is letting us know this is the ding, ding, ding. It's like the neon sign saying, great, here's a skill that's either missing or they've got it, but it's a really hard for yeah. them to show it right now for a variety of reasons, you know, just like we aren't perfect and able to show these skills consistently. So as a parent, I think about my role as a leader, you know, and as a teacher and not as a middle manager, just bossing kids around or being mm-hmm. super naggy, but like really being a leader. And then I love to tell parents or ask parents to think about their favorite teacher, like who, who was the one that inspired them? There's always that one that pops up in your mind. You know, for me, it was my dance teacher, Ms. Burgess. There you and go. And it's my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. McGrath. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, so if you think about Mrs. McGrath, what were the, what, what was it about Mrs. McGrath that was um, so awesome? She listened really well and she pushed us to try new things in a safe way. Like we put on plays and tried new things that none of us thought we could. But then she let us surprise her too. Like we broke into her classroom and decorated for her birthday, right? (laughs) So you said she listened Uh really well, pushed us to try new things in a safe way, and she let us surprise her. So that, Christy, is a parenting math right there. Like that's like parenting tool. Like if you listen, if you push them to try new things in a safe way, and let them surprise you. Like, yeah. Right? Like, Mrs. McGrath. So for me, Ms. Burgess was like, so, so tough, so passionate, uh-huh. so funny. And she really, she showed up as her full self always, I love that. you know, and she believed in us. I mean, she just believed in us like always. And she really like, like, I loved that she was so just the the passion that she had for what when we were all together it was like mindfulness and mm-hmm. presence at its like a master class in that you know like she was just always when she was with us she was with us like we got that's her, what you know? feels good so even that that's what feels good it felt good it felt like we were so important to her you know so that part of parenting too so if you think about those draw those mm-hmm. essence from your favorite your leaders like that's what parenting is about it's about that that those teachable moments and so at Sproutable we say real moments are learning moments you know and like letting that like you said the messiness and the mistakes and all that being you know recognizing them not as failures or as like exhausting or like oh god again you know but again that like commitment that you that I have as a parent to be like awesome this is like what a what a lovely responsibility! What a lovely um, gift that yeah. I get holds their space to grow these skills and the skills part. You know, when we even like dissect that, if you look at that list of skills mm-hmm. or characteristics that you have, it's not about molding our little mini me's, nope. you know, or like the perfect person we want them to have. It's what you said, Christy. It's like it's honoring that when they were born. They were perfect. Yeah, they were. I was, we already delighted in them and we didn't even really know them, right? (laughs) Essence that they have right there, they are all that they are meant to be. There is nothing that we, right? We're the ones that have gotten away. Yeah, we put all these labels and ideas on as they grow up. (laughs) Yes, that's right. So it's the skill set for them to be able to have, to be their true Mm -hmm. self, their true essence. 
you know, it's those kinds of things. It's the responsibility, the independence, the confidence, you know, the executive functioning yes. skills so that they can really be like who they're, who it is inside them, inside all of us, you know? So that's what positive discipline is to me. It's like, it's that bridge. It's, and then it's that set of tools for parents to be able to be able to use as challenging, you know, those challenges to teach those life skills. And then the last one really is about to invite children to discover how capable they are. So it's that empowering piece and that encouraging piece. So, um, yeah, so mutual respect, significance and belonging, teaching social and life skills, using those challenges to teach those skills and, um, and inviting children to discover how, how capable they are. And I think as the more I practice this, the more I discover how capable I am too, right? All of those lessons, like I see them popping up in my own life, not related to my own kids, right? Like I can look mm-hmm. at an adult challenge and say, oh yeah, there's a lesson here for me that doesn't even involve my kids. A, yeah, a thousand percent. And that's where, I mean, you probably get this, like, usually it's like in my second or third week, I have parents who are like, oh, I thought this class was about my kids, but really, it's about, oh, it's about yep. me, you know, ding, 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 ding. Like, that's yeah. really, when we think, oh, all these things for our kids, well, guess what? It starts with, it, we get to start with us. And when we start to do that work inside ourselves and others and in relationship and practicing those kinds of things, then that creates that, that water that our kids yep. live in, you know? them to learn and to grow. So yeah, so positive discipline is that set of framework and the connection and firmness that really comes that particular parenting style. And then positive discipline as a as a set of books, as I said, was written by Jane Nelson and Lynn Lott. And then there was a whole school component as well. And um and then it was really deeply rooted in the Adlerian psychology. So Jane Nelson, who wrote all the books, really drew from Adler and Drinkers work they wrote in the challenge and and drew from all of that Adlerian psychology. So it wasn't just a book that's written by a parent that happened to have seven kids and learn right. a lot, you know, it really is. She was deeply in rooted in studying herself. Exactly. And so the significance and belonging is huge. And then the other piece about Adlerian psychology is around really looking at behavior as that just that tip of the iceberg. So going under it, like what is that belief behind behavior and thinking <clears throat> we we talk in positive discipline about this decision making cycle and how kids are good perceivers and poor interpreters. <laughs> and so yep. right, they're they're observing all of these things. They make their own interpretation through their own lens and then that drives their decision and then their ultimately then yeah. their behavior. Their belief and that just that then is the decision and the behavior. So that behavior, you know, if we just if we're just constantly trying to deal with behaviors, yep. we're never going to get to the root of it. But when we can actually sit in that sweet space between what they're seeing and what they're interpreting and help change those interpretations, that can then change behavior. It really sounds like um, this has the impact of generational change too, right? Like if you weren't raised in a way where you felt seen, you can choose a different path by opening up a book like Positive Discipline or coming into a class, like you can completely change your interactions. It is transformational. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm so um, selfish <laughs> in that like part of the reason I keep coming back to teach over and over and over again is because I get to like hear all yeah. these stories, you know, parents who are just like, oh my gosh, this is totally 
broken the cycle, the generational cycle. And I've worked with families in every single demographic. And you've traveled the world teaching. Traveled the world, different countries. You know, now on Zoom, people come in from so many other different countries. Just in my last workshop alone, I had someone from Iraq, someone from Singapore, someone from Abu Dhabi, someone from Japan, someone from Spain. I mean, it's really amazing, right? And so, and the commonality of parenthood. I mean, just that, the challenge, guess what? Those (laughs) lists of challenges, same. The list of life skills, same. No matter what country you're in. I had a group of dads, um, one time in person, so it was pre-COVID, I'm just reflecting back, from Nepal. We had an interpreter who, um, I can actually remember what the language was, but they were all from Nepal, all father. And we were joking about just, I mean, same thing, like kids keeping the rooms (laughs) clean, you know, and like the tantrums and things like this. I mean, it's universal. Parenting is universal in that way. So, so, um, so with that idea around, you know, look, changing yeah. the way that we look at behavior and interactions, it, it can really change the cycle. So, yeah, I hear time and time again that and a lot of times parents will come in saying, I don't I don't want to do it the way that right. I was parented, but I don't really know how. And I'm and now that my kids are getting a little bit older, like often it's when they hit those kind of tough. Yeah. Twos and threes that, <laughs> when their fur personality is coming yeah. out. <laughs> Yeah. And then there's another baby that comes and there's stress around just that, like they could handle the one, but then suddenly they're deprived too. And so then they're hearing the way that it's coming out, like, and they're like, oh, I can hear it in my, and I don't want to do it that way. And so positive discipline really offers, yeah, that other set of tools. And it, it does take time. It does take intention. um, And it is really rewarding when you can have, you know, an authentic relationship with your children and um, feel good. You know, I mean, even when your kids are stomping and there's still those challenges, oh, yeah. are, like I said yesterday, like we're going to expect the challenges, right? Like we're all going to have the challenges, yeah. even if we're not posting them online or sharing them in a public way. Like, yeah, yeah. But I feel yeah. good, you know, and I'm not perfect. I mean, I definitely do my doses of uh-huh. shame and yelling and blame, and screaming, <laughs> you know, but like, but generally I feel yeah. good, you know, like I feel confident. I feel like we, we really are connected, you know, as a family. And I also feel like just as a working mom with three kids, like to have smooth systems that run mm-hmm. like that, like I don't feel like a doormat. Like I feel like we all pitch in and it does feel really mutually respectful. It's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a thought I had. Let me think about it. <laughs> I'm going to edit. La, la, la. Hmm. I can't remember where my thought was going to go. Oh, well, (laughs) Um, I was wondering, so if, is there a normal interaction that triggers most people? Is it like the toddler exploring with the toilet paper? Like, how do you give yourself the space to respond to something different? Yeah, it's, you know, the most common ones that I hear that are really triggering for parents are the transitions and so it's the it's the mornings just getting them to get dressed or the trying to get out of the house or just getting them to bed at night like those kinds of routine type things those power struggles and it's not just the littles it's the elementary too and teenagers let's be honest (laughs) and and teenagers too 
So I think those are struggles and it's, and it is this clash of priorities, right? It's the, it's the rush and the stress that we have uh, on our own timelines for parents of trying to either have the sense of like be on time at school because you don't want to look like mm-hmm. the bad parent that's late all the time or the trying to get to work or trying to, you know, yeah. whatever the next thing that you have to get to. And then at night it's that like, um, frustration or that the power struggle of just being tired and just being yeah. done, you know? So creating this space, I think for me, the first step is really acknowledging like, these are the times. <laughs> like I, I always come back to that 10,000 maniac song. That's like, these are the days. Yeah. Like, guess what? This is like, this is your time with your kids. Like this is, this is what we signed up yeah. for. This is what, this is, it, it is those mornings. It is the nighttime, you know, it's like, it's not the awesome. Now we've gone to the the park or like we're on vacation at the beach. It's like, no, this, it's the day to day. Is it right? The real yep. moments. This is it. So it is a mindset within ourselves that um it's a mindset shift first. And so the way that I like yeah. to do this is with positive discipline, which is staying solution focused without blame. So if something is not working, right, like let's say it is the mornings or the evenings, like yep. one, I usually say like start start with your pain point, you know, um, and really look at it objectively, like what's working, what's not working. And then I'm all about visual routines, brain science, developmentally, kids need yep. visuals. They, it's, you know, as a classroom teacher, I mean, it's super powerful. So parents will say, oh, well, they know it, you know, and I'm like, well, great, awesome. So now make a visual, <laughs> you know. So I, um, I'm a big fan of just little like Polaroid pictures okay. and, um, actually I can show you, I know we're on just audio, but I'll yeah. show it just for you. I want to see. <laughs> oh yeah. That's such an easy chart. So, it's just such an easy chart, right? And you can see that actually this one was made, I'll describe it for yeah. people listening, was made by my teenager. My teenager made it with my three-year-old. So she would have been 10. Actually, she would have been. She's how old? Eight, nine, ten, eleven. She would have been yeah. one. But um, so they yeah. made it together. You know, I mean, it's not about the grown up making this perfect chart. But so um, and then I took the pictures of Leona. This is my three year old of all the different parts of her routine. And then we reorder. So it's that idea of seeing solution focused. OK, hey, the mornings aren't working. I've done this a thousand times with my kids. Like, hey, we're we've been running late for like <laughs> the last two weeks. Let's, let's change things up, yeah. right? You are not trapped by your kids. Like you're not, you are a grown up. You get to say, this isn't working. Let's try a new way, yep. right? Stay in solution focused. And if you think about those life skills you want for your kids, I'm sure it's like flexible, resourceful, <laughs> creative, like, problem solver. Creative. Yeah. Guess what? You get to show up with those skills to model them for your kids and be like, Hey, this isn't working. Like, let's come up with a solution, you know, and what's, what should we do? Let's lay our clothes out the night before. Let's, and it's you talking about it. There's back and forth here, right? You're staying connected with your kid as you're doing this. You're not just exploding on them saying, Ah, we're late again. Yeah. Well, that's right. Well, and it's definitely not in the morning. It's not in the moment. It's outside of that time that you're saying this isn't working. And it's not even like, and it's all your fault, you know, saying like, this isn't working for anyone. So let's try and use Yeah. So um, I would say creating that space, you know, to really like assess what's working, yeah. what's not working. Don't make it perfect. Grab a piece of scratch paper, 
write out what, you know, what the order of things you want to do, draw some pictures or take some pictures and then be like, awesome. High five. Let's try it tomorrow. You know? And then I think my big, my big secret sauce is to, um, really like find what they're into. So like we were talking about, you know, yeah, this loops full circle back to connection, connection. Exactly. Whether it's zombies or cheetahs (laughs) or dinosaurs or mermaids or, Soccer, you know, theme it and like put it out there and then be like, all right. And then everything, all those connection parts are around that. So it's like, all right, speedy cheetahs, like let's roll, let's be cheetahs to the, to the um, table, you know? And so having some of those connection for the youngers, I think, you know, for my elementary kiddos, like they, they also need visuals. I mean, for sure. My gosh, my fifth grader is like the most distracted, unfocused of all three of them. And so she also has those, her visual. And then my curiosity and connection with her is just like, all right, what's next? Have you, you know, done this? And then the idea about that follow through and the firmness, great. When your hair is brushed, when your teeth are brushed, when you're dressed, breakfast is ready. And the connection part, we read our chapter books together. And and it's, it's (laughs) you know what I mean? It's not long like we're not there for half an hour you know but it's this idea that we all come together and then we're encouraging each other oh let's get it going so that we can all you know meet there to read that little bit of that book that we're all super into right now I love that and then it's like it's a go team so I think I would just say you know for any of the pain points or any of those routines just stay focused create a system together what's working what's not working and then my other like huge huge tip is to role play and practice, role play and practice. So after you've created this little yeah. chart for yourself, have fun with it. Be like, okay, let's get, let's do a little practice. All right, let's pretend we're brushing our hair. And now we're going to walk like really that muscle memory. Now we're going to go put on our clothes. Now we're going to follow me. Like now we're going to race to the breakfast table. Great. Now do we have our chapter? Oh, we don't even have the book here. Let's make sure that it's at the ready at the breakfast table for tomorrow. You know, so having all those, like uh-huh. doing a walkthrough, yeah. I think. Is that I would have the answer. So I think just always having that walkthrough physically is really important for kids developmentally, biologically, like they just really need that muscle. Well, and memory. you might find so. something that's not smooth when you walk it through. And then you're not frustrated yeah. in the morning trying something brand new for the first yeah. time. And then you get to ask them their idea. Be like, oh, what should what should we do? What's your idea? You don't have to be this big know-it-all, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, and that's part of inviting kids to discover how capable yeah. they are is like involving kids in their salute in the solutions. What do you think would work? What should we, you know, what should we try? And we know just from intrinsic motivation research, I mean, having autonomy and buy-in and feeling like they're capable and having that connection. Yeah. We want our kids to feel powerful within themselves. Yes, exactly. That's what's going to make them like be motivated. That was my five-year-old doing the dishes. Suddenly like them feeling capable, you know? So thank you. Thank you for walking through that. Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's really perfect. Um, So it sounds like you have a wonderfully full, amazing life. But how are you taking care of yourself during all of it? Because keep calm and mother on always ends with a self-care idea. Well, here's what I, I, here's what I came up with, Christy, honestly. And I don't know if I hope this falls in your bucket, but for me, it's, I am really good with boundaries. I love that. That's self-care. That is self-care for me. I love the quote from Brene Brown that resentment comes from lack of boundaries and I think the third kid really helped me with that. It was like, 
once she came along, I was real clear with what I could and could not do. Like it was a solid no. <laughs> you know, that is not going to happen for me. Nope. I cannot do that. So I think that for me, I've gotten really good. I'm really good That's with boundaries. Awesome. You know, I think that has really allowed me to maintain my self care practices and, um, really listen to my own intuition of what I, want to do what fills yeah. me up and what doesn't fill me up and who I want to be with and who I don't want to be with. And, um, just even with my own immediate family, what's okay yeah. for, you know, what's okay for our hangout time and what's not. And so I just, I've just started standing up for myself more and just, yeah, setting really clear boundaries so that, and that really helps me maintain balance. That makes total sense to me. And I think it's really important, especially for my girls to see me have boundaries. Um, I think yeah. yep. the more as I get into middle age, right, the more important I'm realizing it would have been helpful to see other people stand up for themselves earlier in my life. I agree. Yeah. And even just that we talk mm-hmm. about that, that we're even I have three girls also that we just even using that languaging around what healthy boundaries are and modeling your thought process as you're saying no yeah. or yes or make those decisions and um, saying that out yep. loud for kids, you know, it's really, pro- I mean, they watch us. They watch All the us, time. You know? Our actions teach so much. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. So I would say that. I love that. Well, and how are you having fun as a family? We are, we're a big, we're big gamers. Yay! Big gamers. Yeah. So we have Friday night is game night. We really, um, protect that. And, um, and even like I was noticed, you know, sometimes when we're like even kind of a little tired and uh, it'd be real easy just to pop a movie on, but we're like, no, it's game night. Like, right. That's the, that's kind of that firmness part too. And it really draws out such connection and we'll charades or board games. And we have our favorites through the years and we started them like real young, like even our, you know, there's right. like, we have a five-year gap, my second and third. And so she was like, by the age of two, she was doing card games and we just adapt, awesome. right? We make it work. We scaffold. And so, yeah, we love our, we well, love what's our a go-to yeah. game right now in your rotation. Right now, okay, so we love Exploding yep, Kittens. that's a good one. We love Exploding Kittens. We love, um, let's see, Forbidden Ooh. Island. We love Forbidden Island. We love uh, Rummy Cube. Of course, it's sort of a new one that our five-year-old now is totally yeah. able to play, so that's been super fun. And then actually an old, an oldie that we've discovered is Sequin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the last one that we are just, we really love is um, Salad Bowl Charades. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that one. You can't go wrong with that one. And then I will say, actually, when we were on just now on vacation, um, and we went, the kids really wanted to play charades, but my husband was like, I really just want to lay on the couch. I don't want to get up. So we did just the old school charades where it was like, you do the, you know, you uh-huh. make the sign for the TV or the sign for the books and like two words or three words. Cause we were like, salad bowl charades just is like sort of too involved, but we can do the old school. That's charades. awesome. So, yeah. We love it. Yeah, we love just the old school easy games. Very cool. Where where should people find you, Julieta? Where because you are a wealth of resource. I think you're on YouTube. You have this great website, a podcast. I think definitely yes. Yeah, so Casey's web Casey has a podcast for the twins yeah. and teens. Definitely check out Joyful Courage is her podcast, and we she and I do limited series together. And I've been a guest on her on her podcast a bunch, and we just did a limited series. Um, last year and then we're just recording Yay. this year's um 
again. So um, definitely check those out because we really dive deep into the positive discipline principles together and show how it ranges from the early years to the teens. So the Joyful Courage is the podcast. Definitely come to our website and I have a special offering for your listeners because there's so much to talk about <laughs> with positive discipline and I know I just scratched the surface and one piece that a lot of people come to me about um, with their challenges is around siblings yep. and just the conflict and big emotions and just tantrums and like all these things, all the constant fighting. So I have um, for your listeners, if you come to our website, I have a free download for you. So you go to com slash conflict. And I have a step-by-step guide download for reducing sibling conflict and managing those awesome. emotions. And so that will be linked to the show notes. And now I remember the question awesome. I couldn't remember. Um, is it ever <laughs> too late to learn positive discipline? Oh, never, ever, 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 ever. Because really it's about relationships. You know, what a gift. You get to always begin again. I mean, it is never too late. I mean, that's what we know about yeah. that's where the neuroscience comes right? We know that we are constantly evolving. Our brains are malleable. It is absolutely never, ever too late. I mean, my God. Is it ever too early as a parent to I learn started it? When, when my oldest was in the womb, we literally started our <laughs> family meetings when she was six months old. In a high chair. We, I mean, my, you know, second and third, right? Grew, I mean, day one, we're, start, uh-huh. we're speaking to them with encouraging language. We're saying you're capable. We're yeah. using these kinds of curiosity, connection. They're part of the family meet. So it's never too late and never really never too, too early. early. That's right. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, so come to it. Come find us on our website. We have, like I said, we have all those online courses as well that are all self-paced. You see the videos. There are amazing downloads and resources that go with them. We have ones for toddlers and preschoolers, one for elementary ages, one for um nannies and then we've got a ton of team yeah. summits as well and then um you'll be get into our our community sign up for our newsletter join us at instagram at be sproutable and then our youtube channel has a ton of great videos as well and that one is just sproutable awesome well i just want to end by saying i'm so glad you're here on earth and you have always been exactly the right mom for your kids thank you julietta thank you christy thank you for having me I want to take this moment to remind you, you have always been exactly the right mom for your kids too. So if you need to just learn some skills so you can show up calmer in the moment, firm and kind, then reach out because it's okay to keep growing. It's good to keep growing. If a plant stops growing, that's when the plant dies. So I'm so proud you're here. I'm so glad you are here on earth. And I hope you have just a good enough day. Cheers.